0: Let
1: the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. Welcome back to another episode of Vampire Diaries season six, episode fifteen. Let her go. I am your host, Roxy Stryer, and you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. I'm sitting alongside our amazing chat mistress, Tia Hobson. Hello, everyone, and the wonderful Katie Campbell. Hello, hello. You guys can find us at AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com/slash AfterBuzzTV, where we are actually live right now so if you're watching this later we are live on thursday nights at 9 p.m pacific time uh, which would be the hour it is right now <laughs> so here we are and you guys can also find us on twitter and use the hashtag ab tvd i know it's a little confusing but you guys are smart so i know you can keep up okay i want to get your guys opinion on tonight's what i thought was just an incredibly beautiful beautiful episode what did you guys feel
2: I felt like it was very beautiful. It was very tastefully done. They said goodbye to, you know, our dear Sheriff Forbes in a very nice way. And it was nice, and it was beautiful, and it was sad. And mm-hmm. Katie and I cried, and mm-hmm. Roxy doesn't have a heart, so she didn't cry.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm coming after you in a second. So <laughs> just, you know, people in glass houses. All right, Katie, how'd you
3: feel? I enjoyed the episode. It was very emotional. I cried a lot. Sad tears, happy tears. We got both of those moments, and I agree that it was beautifully done.
1: Yeah, you know, okay, I would like to clarify something. Yes. I have a heart. Okay. It exists, I swear. <laughs> um, but I'm a little stoic. I watch a lot of television, so just because I wasn't crying out loud doesn't mean I wasn't crying a little on the inside. But you were making fun of us for crying out loud. I wasn't making fun of you. It was more okay. Yeah, it at one was bullying. Point, at one point, I said, "I can't sit with you guys," <laughs> and the reason is because you guys were going to make me starting to get more emotional. So I didn't want to sit there because looking at you guys, you're like with the tissues. I'm yeah. like, oh my
3: gosh! I had tears falling on my shirt.
1: I'm gonna lose oh, yeah. it. I know. Are you guys a little offended that you weren't invited to the funeral? Because I really feel like we grew up with this character and, like, we... I don't know. I needed to be there to mourn with them. I'm not really one to
2: be offended by not being invited to funerals because they're sad. (laughs) Weddings, I'm all like, where was my invite? Funerals, I'm like, you know what? I'll set this round out.
1: I feel like we were there. Yeah, I do, I do too, actually. Um, especially because I thought they did such an amazing job with the speeches and, and who they had uh, perform and all of that. So let's get into the funeral and talk about exactly what we saw. Right before the funeral, we've got this really uncomfortable sterile moment. You guys know that I've been feeling sterile. I think both of you have been relatively feeling Steriline. um And Stefan doesn't know really what to do. It's the day of the funeral. It's not the right time to have a conversation, whether it's pro or con. And he's feeling awkward. Who does he go to? His brother. So was anybody surprised, first off, by that, that he decided, of all people, he was going to ask Damon for his advice? No, I think he
3: respects that brotherly bond, and he wanted to know what his opinion was. You know, they've been together for so long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I,
3: I mean, I i get why he went to his brother i mean it's his big
2: brother and who better to go to for advice but it did kind of surprise me but who else does Stefan have to go to Mm -hmm. he's not really that close with matt or tyler jeremy's gone alaric's dealing with his stuff like he doesn't have a guy to go to
1: i guess but the answer would be elena I know yeah, it's a little which uncomfortable. Is it is awkward, but I feel like she would give good advice. But she is Caroline's person, so maybe that would have been crossing the line. I, I don't know, know if he could ask her advice because of their love and their true love history. Yeah. I guess that's true. I guess. I, I just felt like I, I was really happy that he asked his brother, and I didn't want to think it was because he had no other options. Mm. Which, you guys are seeming to tell me that he didn't have any other options no no i thought it was good that he went to
3: his brother because
1: of their relationship yeah that's true it is true and they had a nice talk except damon i felt like had some really weird words tonight both with stefan and with caroline Mm -hmm. so he what he says to stefan is listen you've been in love twice in your life does this feel like that if not cut it off now was that fair thing to say, or do you feel like it would be too soon to say that, or, or how did you guys take what he was saying? How I took it was that we might see Stellina,
3: because Stefan had the true love with Elena and might not be feeling it with Caroline.
2: <laughs> that's my, like, arrogant laugh, like you thought Stellina was coming back. Well, <laughs> in the future,
3: yes, but
1: I was just, that's what I initially thought and I, I don't know. Oh, I don't I, even I'm, mean to laugh at that because I'm sure that half the people out there thought like that too. Yeah, I just uh, so didn't take that out.
2: <laughs> I thought that they, I was going to be really pissed because I thought that they gave us the Steriline moment last week just to rip our hearts out and be like oh actually Stefan isn't into her anymore. Like, but we tried it. Didn't yeah work. we tried it. It didn't work. Um, before it even gets started I was going to be really pissed about that. But I do think that what Damon was telling him is just basically he was kind of looking out for Caroline, like her mom kind of wanted him to in a way because he's like, hey, if it's not the real deal, don't put her through it.
1: I completely agree with that. However... He knows his brother's a really good guy. It's not like his brother came into him and said, Yo, guess who I slept with last night? Like, I got laid. He was like, we had a moment. We kissed. And he knows that his brother has good intentions usually, so I don't think he thought they were, like, drunk or anything. So it's just weird to me because I feel like after one kiss, how do you know if you're in love with somebody? You don't have to know after Mm, one kiss. And we talk about it a lot in tonight's episode, this whole concept of, like, epic love, or painful love, or extreme love. And, I I don't know, there is something to be said for that, but like Stefan finally says, there's also something to be said about just being happy and kind of being in love with somebody who's your best friend.
2: Yeah. And I want to bring up something that some of the chat role is talking about. Baby Doll Turner says talking to your brother about love after he still is not one, but two of your girlfriends about the girl you like, wow, that's maturity. And I was like, that is a good point. Because, you know, they've been <laughs> through a lot. They've both been in love with the same girl twice. And the yeah, fact that was Stefan that- still could go to Damon and feel like he could talk to him about it.
1: So is that, that comment wow, that's maturity, or is it, wow, that's maturity. I I feel like it's uh, genuine maturity. Genuine (laughs) maturity,
2: because, I mean, think about it. They've been through so much. You know, they've tried to not really tried to kill each other but We're they have they, kind of tried to kill each other they, they've been through so much and the fact that he could then go to his brother for advice or even feel comfortable enough talking to him about things that that says a lot
3: well, I, and we've seen these brotherly moments when damon first came back he came to stefan like they have that true brotherly bond that they're always going to cherish what each other say and how each other feel and i think they are mature and they've grown
1: yeah, I agree with that. So I, I do think it was fair that he went to him. I think the advice he gave was in the right place. I feel like it came from a good place. I don't know if it was too soon or what, but I was glad at least he said, don't do it now, today's the wrong day. So finally, when Stefan and Caroline do see each other, can you imagine if, if he hadn't had the talk with his brother and he saw her and was like, yeah, I gotta call quits on this. I don't think he would have done that, but that would have been brutal timing see i don't think
3: he would have done that and i think when he was feeling when he was talking to caroline he basically kind of did that without saying it because if it was he was feeling the other way i think he would have been like yeah you know I, i do want to explore this but since he didn't say anything i don't want to talk today i think it kind of showed her that maybe i really don't want to explore this and i think the reason he felt like that at that moment was because of what damon said to him Yeah, I agree with that. But
2: I took it as him really kind of taking his time to figure out his feelings because it did happen so fast. Her mom did just pass away. You don't want to, especially in this point in time, you don't want to say anything one way or the other Mm. without truly meaning it to her. Right. Because she's very fragile right now. So I took it as him protecting her from... Himself And also, you know, a little bit of what Damon said, which is true. Make sure that you're sure about this before you pursue it any further.
3: I was kind of annoyed with Caroline. I didn't understand why she needed to know today. Of course, we learn that later in the episode
1: why she wanted to know. Okay, I want to talk about that, though, Katie. Because I feel like that's putting a lot of pressure on Stefan. She's basically saying, if he is in love with me or wants to be with me... I'll stay sane and keep my humanity and that will make it so that I'm not in that much pain. But if he's not, that's going to be the thing that makes me turn off my humanity switch. That's not fair. That's kind of messed up, right? Like, she should be grieving for her mom, not focusing on whether this guy is in love with her or not. That's just my personal opinion. What do you guys think about that?
3: Yeah, but she wasn't trying to tell him. I think it is going to get back to him now that Elena kind of figured it out.
1: No, I know she wasn't trying to force it out of him or right. make him say anything, but I just think that that's really not the way she should be thinking right now, because when Elena finally says to her, you know, Elena t- follows her home and says to her, if he said something else, would it have been different? I was sitting there thinking, no, there's no way, and she's like, well, he didn't, so. I'm like, what? What? I think
3: I get it, though. It would be different because she would have someone there that she could make happy memories with and build on top, not on top of the sadness and just bury the sadness, but to grieve with and have someone by her side while she also builds happy memories with that relationship.
1: Absolutely, but this is the reason that people don't like couples getting together after a death. I was okay with it because i didn't think that the two things were coinciding i felt like they both happened to be happening at the same time but not because of one another Mm -hmm. this is now because her mom passed away she needs to feel this love and i don't think that's a good catalyst i don't know the correlation there seems off to me t -t 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 thoughts on that yeah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> are you chat, chat I'm
2: chat mistressing right she now. She likes you
1: guys better than I, I do most of the time
2: like there's, there's just a lot of fun stuff being said on here all the time. We're just what so were you
1: talking about? No, we're talking about how Caroline says that if Stefan says one thing, she'll keep her humanity. And if he says another, then she'll just be like, all right, not worth living anymore. Okay,
2: yeah. She said that. Aaron didn't say it all at the same time. And one of the things that I think Caroline has proven to us over and over again is how dependent she is on guys. Because Mm -hmm. she kind of is a serial Mm -hmm. dater. And I'm not saying this in a negative way at all. I have friends who are like it. But I would like her to not have to have the gratification of a guy wanting her. To make her... Stay one to make her stay true to herself. So
1: I do try to represent all of the fans out there and their different opinions on the show. And I will say I saw a lot of comments this week about people wanting Caroline to be alone right now. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that even if Stefan is not to her, she should say, "You know what? I need to do me right now. This is not a good time. Can we put this on hold?" I want
2: to see them together, but I, I agree with a lot of people that she does need to just be alone and be happy with herself. I feel like I preach this a lot yeah. about girls on TV. Because girl power! Girl power! Um, because we do see them, you know, bouncing from guy to guy and always in a relationship, and when they're single, they're not single for long, or if they're singer- single, they're thinking about who they're going to be dating next instead of just focusing on themselves and loving themselves and empowering in that way.
1: I totally called that she was going to turn her humanity I'm off I'm so pissed about that. I am too. That, I'm you're pissed about what? So pissed that I called it? it? You're no. pissed that I'm right? No, not that part. I'm so pissed that <laughs> you actually
2: <laughs> said something worthwhile Wait. for once. I mean, it yeah. happens so rarely, Roxy, <laughs> that I'm not actually <laughs> pissed about that part. I'm pissed that we're going down this road again. And Caroline, to me, is a smart girl, and Elena tried to say it, but you've seen what Turning Off Your Humanity and has done to every single one of your friends who's done it. And okay. you didn't learn the lessons of how hard it was, one, to bring them out of it, how unhappy you were mm-hmm. with them when they were that person. So why are you then going to go ahead and go through that? I mean, I understand and- that she doesn't want to feel, but it's a horrible mistake and I'm so pissed that the writers are making us do it again
3: I agree too and over everything I think that it's a mistake because it's not what her mom would have wanted
1: of course it's not, in just the same way that it's not what Damon would have wanted for Elena, or it's not what Jeremy would have wanted for Elena, or it's not what anybody would have wanted for Stefan. Like, I I never think it's what somebody would want, but I have to play devil's advocate here and say, at what point does Caroline get to make her own decisions and not just learn from everyone else's mistakes? At what point does she get to say, Elena, you did this twice, Stefan's done this, Damon's said you've all done this, why can't I do this? I get that, and Elena, not only did you do it, you did it, and then you just erased all your memories again. I don't have to be the beer person. You, By the time you were done, was it really a mistake? You, I mean, I just think that Caroline always has to be the good one, always has to be the right one, has to be righteous or whatever it is. Let her learn for herself, no? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm, I want her to do it, but I'm saying I get it. I get it. Here's what I think could be interesting about this
3: whole scenario is that we get to see dark Caroline. and I a know lot, a lot of people have been interested in that. Yeah. So, I think that could make for some good scenes in the next coming episodes, but I don't want her to do this.
1: I I agree with what you're saying, but I guess to flip-flop from what I was saying. On that note, why do we have to see dark everybody all the time? Like, mm-hmm. thank why, you. you. You know, like people are obsessed with watching these characters go dark, and yep. a lot of the actors advocate for it because obviously that's a fun thing to play as an actor. Mm-hmm. But Caroline is this bundle of joy she is. She's this bright light that Damon describes her as tonight. And do I actually want to see her go dark? I don't know. we got a lot of dark on the show.
3: Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm.
1: necessarily need to. I'm I'm torn. I could go either way. I see why she would do it, and I see why we wouldn't want her to do it. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Let's talk about the actual funeral and what happens in the eulogy. So, Damon is really, really struggling here. He's having all these flashbacks to... And I love what we're doing here because we haven't learned much like we talked about last week about his family history and his parents dying and what exactly happened there. So, well, I was just gonna say, that was I go his parents dying. Katie has a big smile. <laughs> oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. I just meant that I loved the
3: flashbacks in the first couple of seasons back to 1864. That was literally what I would tell people to watch. I was like, yeah, and they go back in time in history, and I just like meant- going to the museum. <laughs> yeah,
2: was like watch the show. It's so historically accurate. Yeah,
3: that's why people watch the show for sure. <laughs> I'm
1: so excited to see more of that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we were a little taken aback at first by the age difference between Damon and Stefan. So I have to mention it, and I hope that you guys at home don't yell at us. I was kind of confused. I didn't realize that they were... that there was that big of a gap between the two of them. I mean, in all fairness, we've got Ian Somerhalder, who is clearly not a teenage boy, playing in this scene. Mm -hmm. What you would think is a teenage boy. Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact age, but they just looked... Like they were thirty years apart from one another. That's what it looked like. I mean, what did you guys think about
2: the I, age?
1: I mean, I told you guys I thought that was I thought they had a little
2: brother. Yeah, because yeah. I even said I was like, oh, I didn't, did we know they had a younger brother? Did he die of the plague or something? I was like, it's Freya. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like one like happening? wrong family. Wrong and family. family. And that's a girl. <laughs> but I I guess I never realized that there was a bigger gap because my thing is, yes, we know that you know Ian isn't as young as what he was trying to portray there so maybe they should have just gotten a different actor to play young Damon and then we could have had them both Younger, yeah. and it would have made more sense visually to connect it in my eyes.
1: I think so too. I to, to visually connect in your eyes. Was oh, <laughs> that yeah. redundant? By saying no, I get it. Visually, my eyes need to be visually connected constantly. <laughs> I
3: figured it was Stefan, but I did not buy the age difference. And when we saw them become vampires, they looked closer in age.
1: Yes. Yeah. So at this point, I mean, obviously, at this point. I don't know, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, Damon become a vampire before Stefan did? Yeah. But not that much before. Mm-hmm. They were both shot no. at
2: the same time. Oh, it was the same
3: time. And Stefan convinced Damon to actually turn. turn into a vampire, but they were yes, going through Steph- it together. Okay. Stefan was so, first because so was she was, the same. Sleep- yeah.
1: she was sneaking
2: right. around with Stefan. Now I'm remembering yeah, it okay. all. Now I'm. Stefan
1: fed first to yeah. complete the transition. Right, okay. and that's why Damon is, was mad at Stefan for so many years, too, because mm-hmm. mm, it's all coming back. This yeah. show has a lot of history. Okay, and um, Anthony
2: Bain said the age gap between Damon and Stefan is 7 to 8 years. Damon is 25 and Stefan is 17, 18
1: Okay, so in that flashback, we... We know that... He was 10. He was 10. So we're assuming that Ian Summerholder was playing a 17-year-old boy. Okay, so let's just let our minds go. Okay. The, we're we're taking that for what it was. Great. <laughs> his face did look a little smoother. It, and I will say that. And then because we went from his face to his face later, and I was like, oh, they really did a good job making him look younger. Yeah. Just not that young, but younger. Right. Whatever. Right. He's gorgeous no matter what he does. So <laughs> we'll just give it to them. So we are there. We're back there. And we're thinking, all right, why are they telling us this story? What haven't we learned about them that we need to know for the future? And I got to say... T called this so fast. Like,
2: I'm talking maybe five called, minutes. Into I kind of called last week. I said that she was still alive.
1: Yeah, that's true. I thought we were going there too. That's true. So, I mean, I don't even know how your brain works. Because for me, not until the very end, and we will talk about her with Bonnie in a little bit, but not until then was I like. Yeah, you're right. As you're talking, I'm like, yeah, totally. Crazy. Like,
3: no way. What? Me? Crazy? Like, Never. Last week's episode kind of alluded to the fact that we're going to
1: learn about her because we heard about her so many times. Yeah, we, we have. But I just thought that they were trying to show the humanity in them and, and have them relate to Caroline, but that's not what we're doing. And it's interesting how the show works, always, though. You lose something, you gain something. You lose something, you gain something. And, and I guess that's how and life works, We just too. Have a lot tonight, we but did.
2: for me it was, you know, when, once we learned that there were other magical prison worlds and then we saw 1903 and the thing, it was just like who else is left yeah. from back there it's a that point. we don't, that we haven't already learned about.
1: Specifically pertaining to this episode though the reason they were showing these flashbacks were to show us that Damon was supposed to write his mother's eulogy and he didn't. And Stefan was Not stoked on it. He was... Oh, my God. That little boy was so cute. Those big eyes. I know. It was worse than you guys crying. That made me tear up, that part. (laughs) You could have said goodbye. I know. And I I love that he remembered that moment. You know? Because I think that was hundreds of years ago and you remember specific things that people say and they really stand out to you and I love that he took that to heart and he used that for Caroline's mom's eulogy Mm -hmm. and I understand how hard it is to write a eulogy and I didn't appreciate everybody keep walking in being like you haven't written it yet it's like if all he said if all he did was get up there and say Sheriff Forbes we loved you goodbye that would have been enough. So, leave him alone. (laughs) Like, come on.
3: I love that he took Stefan, that memory, so it's like Stefan's advice to say goodbye to her, and then he also
1: took Elena's advice that it's not about you, it's not even about Liz, it's about Caroline. Yeah. And he made it about her. And the conversation that he had with Caroline, seeing that she was struggling. And Caroline and Damon have had such a weird relationship that this moment was probably my favorite Caroline-Damon moment I've ever seen. When he was speaking to her, and uh, after the whole incident With the water in the morning or whatever, her being like, "Do we really have to talk?" I just thought it was. He said the perfect thing, and he was spot on about her, which made me realize Damon really sees Caroline for who she is, which I never really thought he did. I kind of thought he pictured her as this annoying little sidekick, but he really is seeing her, which I appreciated. I Mm. will say this: Damon is a
2: lot of things. He's a he's a monster. He's a jerk. He's not a nice person, which is something he actually said tonight. But one thing that he is—he's a straight caller. And as long, I think that he always gives the amount of respect to people that they deserve in the moment because he doesn't play favorites per se, he's always just going to keep it real with you and tell you when you're acting like a jerk and it's like, whoa, you're calling me a jerk or anything like that. But Damon's always just been, like, a very honest person about people. So I think it's perfect for him to be the one giving the eulogy and just to express these things to Caroline because you know that it's actually what he means and what he feels about her.
3: But I just didn't want him to tell her that next week is going to be the hardest i believe that that's true is when you're alone and you're going to start thinking and it's quiet and, and it's going to you're going to fall apart
1: but i don't want him to tell her that right now she's too fragile here's the thing some people think that because they have knowledge it means they must share it i understand that he has this knowledge but it didn't mean he had to verbalize it at that moment i think he's completely right You know, what he said is true. Like you said, he's a straight shooter, you know. What did you say, shot caller? Shot caller, big baller. Yeah, all of those (laughs) things are true. All of those things, 17-year-old. But, you know, I I just felt like, so she thinks that tomorrow will be hard. Let her think tomorrow will be hard then. And then let her find out that the next day is a little harder, and then it gets a little harder. Like, you don't need to tell somebody, hey, just so you know... You think t- today's the worst day of your life? You're wrong. Like, no.
2: I also think that. Not that it's okay, but Caroline did kind of take a jab at him. That's true. So I think that it was kind of his defense mechanism was coming up of, like, A, you think this is hard? Like, wait until next week. And And it was his defensive Mm -hmm. mechanism because she kind of took the jab at him when he's sitting here mourning his best friend, too. I think that's what a lot of people in this situation forget is how close Mm -hmm. he actually is. They can have their feelings about him and feel certain ways, but at the end of the day, Caroline's mom consider Damon a very true friend. Right.
1: I don't know, though, if it was a defense mechanism 100%, because I don't think he meant it maliciously. I think he just was honestly, legitimately saying, that's not true. Like, yeah. I want to prepare you for the worst. You know, like, surgeons going to surgery, they say, this is what could happen. I don't know, I, I really don't think he was trying to be a jerk, but part of it, yeah. He's yeah. definitely like, you jabbed me. Well, look what he caused. Yeah, he... Uh, everything's. Spiraling I'm not out of that control. fully on him. Not she fully. said.
3: She said. What she Damon said and said didn't
2: help. Not that she wasn't already thinking it.
1: All right. I, is, I'm going to be on Team Damon right now. Of course. Of course. I know. We, we could go. We could fight about this forever, but we we know how it's going to fall out. <laughs> My question to you guys, and it's a little off topic, but I was thinking about it during the funeral, and I and I just remembered. And I want to make sure I say it. Did you guys? get surprised at all that we didn't see enzo come because he had this big crush on caroline and it kind of faded out and i never understood why tvd wanted to make it so clear to us that enzo liked caroline was it just because now he hates Stefan even more or what was it and was it not real if he didn't show up to her mom's funeral
3: i think they did that whole little scenario with the two of them because they wanted to show that she likes to fix bad boys, but maybe that's not necessarily the right road to go down. And she didn't. And I think he's way too far gone, on his own little planet, doing his own thing with revenge, and he doesn't care about this. Okay. I
1: sure, agree. fine. All right, let's talk about, there was the eulogy, and then there was the song. All right. I was sitting there thinking to myself, number one, she's so brave. She the, Like, to get up there, you know, it's hard enough to sing, but when you've got that, like, drip in your throat because you're, you've been crying or whatever it is, your voice gets all shaky, and I, I just thought it was so beautiful. And then I'm also thinking, did we know she could do this? And our resident expert, Katie's like, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> on, on this date of this year, we found out. No, but seriously, you pointed out to us that she could. So what was the exact moment? She
3: sang in the Mystic Grill eternal flame, and she convinced, this is when she was a vampire, so it was in season two, and Jenna was still alive, she was watching her do this, and she was reaching out to Matt, basically showing that she had feelings for him, and he watched her perform, and she compelled the actual musicians at the time that she was going to be able to sing this and live out her
1: rock star days. Girl's voice was on point. Beautiful voice. Yeah, I I loved it. I thought she did an amazing job. I, I really appreciated how simple and, you know, it's not like she's sitting there belting out at the top of her lungs, but it was really pretty. And that along with Damon's words made Stefan look at her and be like,
3: you know what, actually I think there is something real here that can blossom. You just saw his face and I thought it was
1: was cute. Something truer than true love. That makes me a little nervous, though. That moment made me nervous, because you know when you see something, like when Caroline has this complex, she likes to fix people that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Is Stefan doing that now? Stefan seeing something broken, is he just want to fix it? Because that was his realization moment, and I was like, ooh, ah. I thought it was more of him realizing who she is, because Damon said she's this beautiful
3: light, she's a great person, he pointed out all these things about her, and Stefan was looking at her like, you know what, wow, she really is. And then with right. that beautiful voice, he's thinking, wow, she has a beautiful voice. I, okay, that's what I took from it.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Another thing that happens at the funeral, which I was caught so off guard by, was Tyler shows up wasted. Wasted, yeah. yeah. And first of all, I am going to get so much flack for this, but he said Matt says he's drunk, but it wasn't like he was screaming or causing a ruckus. Sometimes people mourn differently, and do I advocate for getting wasted before a funeral? No, absolutely Mm. not. But he's drunk, he's going to go sit in the back, he's paying his respects, nobody else, it's not like he's going to go in and start shouting, Matt, who are you to not let him in? I I just thought that that was ridiculous, but uh, what do I know?
2: After all the loss that they've had, and the fact that Tyler wasn't actually sitting there next to Caroline at this moment, really made me mad. Also, At this point, they're all pretty much functioning drunks. Yeah. They drink all the time. From the moment they wake up in the morning, they're pouring drinks and drinking all day. The
1: supernatural ones it doesn't affect. The supernatural
2: ones it doesn't affect. But I think Tyler's gotten to the point, too, of being a functioning drunk where. But
1: that's what he says. He goes, at what point is it just normal?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's there. He's not, like you said, he's not making a scene. I mean, he had some trouble getting up the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, like, he didn't do anything to take the the moment away from Caroline.
1: Matt should have just been like, here let me walk you in, sit with me so that he doesn't like stumble inside but I don't know, I just thought it was so not understanding of Matt and Mm. the time for a talk was not there afterwards he could have been like, dude what's going on, like you're showing up drunk to the funeral but to not let him in I thought it was so disrespectful. So disrespectful. I wanted him to be there. I did, too. And people could argue that it was disrespectful of Tyler to show up drunk because he knew that Matt wouldn't let him in or something. But I really don't think he thought that. I think that if Tyler had walked in absolutely smashed, like, why do I always add a sh to shmammered, smashed? (laughs) He would have gone up, and Caroline would have been like, are you drunk? And he would have been like, yeah. And she would have been like,
2: yeah, okay. where's my drink? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that exactly. Like, I'm I really too. don't think that people would have been like, "Oh, this kid's drunk." I don't think it would have been a big deal. So that was annoying. Maybe Matt was just worried that he would
3: act out and say something when he shouldn't have. And yeah, kind of ruined the moment of the funeral. That's
1: true. That's true. And then Matt kind of redeems himself because what he does for Tyler, uh, which is a path that we have been thinking that Matt was going to go down for a very long time, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. But Tyler becoming a cop, no. Uh, cops like all of the time kill people. Not I mean, let's not let's not say all <laughs> of the
2: time because I don't want people getting mad at you out there. Yeah, okay. But, well, yeah, right that he has, <laughs> has to. to. Yeah, they to.
1: They're like legally allowed to at certain moments. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the wrong profession. I'm so scared for him. Why would Matt think this is a good idea? He's going to become a werewolf again. Period. Annie has a rage problem
2: yes because he's a werewolf
3: Yeah, he's yeah. got that little bit of well this is how it happens because mm-hmm. I think it's going to happen at some point or the other I've been thinking yeah. he's going to be a wolf again so I guess this is how it happens
1: maybe he'll go on to the originals and he'll be able to turn whatever he wants and figure that out <laughs> them. Well, well, I, I always thought Tyler had a better place on the originals because he's so I don't know lost here
2: I don't know why they didn't keep him over there when mm-hmm. they, they sent him there and, and then, then, then they are like, like bye they were like nope it it was a horrible storyline for him over there but yeah. um Samantha Gavina says that Tyler was drinking because he was or wait, he was live about Liv. he was, Yeah, because he was mad about annoyed with Liv, and that's why Matt was mad at him, because he wasn't drinking for Liz, yeah. he was drinking for Liv. Also,
1: we're mad about the drinking reasons. <laughs> Not the fact that he's drunk, but why he's drinking. I, I get that, and he'd been drinking for days. It wasn't just about Sheriff Forbes, but still, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about Matt becoming a cop, though? We've been talking about it for a while. T, I think you mentioned that it was going to be a spin-off a few years Okay, Kate one of you has mentioned
2: that uh, well there's been a lot of rumors that he's going to be the new sheriff mm-hmm. because we were told that we would find out who the new sheriff is at the beginning of season 7 or by mm-hmm. the end of season 6 um, so I think that this is just one of those things that's kind of setting it up for him to go down that route and maybe it would make him more relevant to the show
1: yeah that's true we, we need him and Tyler both to have a permanent place and we need to figure out what that is. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that that would be better than him becoming like trip and being this rogue and going and killing vampires. But at,
2: yeah. as the sheriff, he might actually have more control because you're in on you're an insider to the secret yeah. and yeah you kind of control the safety of everyone,
1: so... I True. Think that could pose a problem, that- him being against everybody. Right, absolutely. So that was one of our huge storylines going on tonight. The other major thing that was happening was over at Alaric and Joe's place. So we start the episode, and both of you are screaming at the TV, Pregnant! You're pregnant! <laughs> pregnant! And I'm like... Okay, maybe again being me like I don't uh-huh. know why
2: she doesn't trust us I more. don't trust she you guys doesn't. at all.
1: She doesn't trust because us Because you're all. a witch and a wolf. And who trusts a witch and a wolf? Not a van. Yeah, someone um,
2: in the chat said I might be a Bennett witch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I mean. It, it's possible. It's, it's possible. possible. Yeah, I could see it. If dreams can only come true. <laughs> <laughs> so we go over there and you guys are thinking pregnant. But then we see Kai walk in and we're like, oh, mm-mm, she's not pregnant. This is some weird, twisted, twin sickness that's going on. Coven thing. All right. Kai is really confusing me and I need to know where you guys stand with him. Are you thinking, all right, we should give him another chance even though he was this murderous guy because he could have Luke in him? Or are you thinking, Screw him! Get him out! I
3: still can't trust him. I think he has that evil that comes out still, but I think it's fun to watch his character because you never know what he's really going to say, what he's thinking at the time because he's so conflicted in his own mind. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy him, but I still don't think anyone should trust him.
2: I don't trust him, and I don't know what we're going to get out of him. But I do. But what hard what's hard for me is that if he dies, then Joe and live and all these other people the die and the dad like all these other characters <gasps> die too so in the sense, it's like, I I want you to save him, Joe, but then I I don't because he's a horrible person, but like Katie said, I love watching this character on this show, and there's been a lot of Bonkai love in the chat roll. so I would All get right. yelled at if I didn't mention Ex- Bonkai. Excuse
1: me. Excuse me on who called Bonkai. I have been rooting <laughs> for Bonkai from day one, even when Bon... Was being hated by Kai. I still rooted for them. I could just see it. Love is in the air. But here's the
2: thing: we still haven't seen Bonnie and Kai together since he left. So everyone's I love how strong like the Bon Kai movement is when they're not even together. People are like this is proof that they deserve to be together. They. they together! <laughs> and and
3: did, you, uh, did you see the Bayman moment, too?
2: Yes, the Bayman moment, which Bayman was trending um, twice today. Thank you, Vivi- Vivian Foxtrot, for pointing that out.
1: Alright, we have not gotten to Bayman yet. We're I still said, on Bonkai. So,
2: and it. we have to talk about Jalarik more because of the baby yeah. yeah,
1: okay, so basically... For once, Joe actually is using her doctor abilities, not her witchy abilities. <laughs> because we're like, what is she going to do for yeah. Kai? And then we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> she he actually that. wants a checkup. <laughs> so he goes in, and they're doing stuff, and Alaric won't leave, and he's being the tough guy boyfriend, as if he could do anything to Kai. Like, what you gonna do, Alaric? What you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. Break his seven bones? How is can he, he do that? Because he because he's got like military
2: training. If you press it in the right way, and Kai's you want what Kai would do, yeah,
1: Kai would be like, all right these are broken? Poof. No, they're not.
2: I mean, but he's hes a witch, but he still has a mortal body, guys. Like He still feels pain. Look s- at all the other witches. If you get thrown to a wall, you're going to start bleeding.
1: But can't he stop him before he even gets well, to that breaking? He's I guess answered. not, because he didn't have the power at that point. He hadn't taken Joe's power. He would have had to reach to Joe to stop it, you know? Mm. So now he's got Joe's power. He's going to be a bajillion times stronger because he doesn't even need to find magic to utilize it. He's just got it. Which is scary, if he is bad but
2: because um joe used the same spell kind of like if she were putting her magic back into that knife can she just kind of go up to him and take it back
1: i think i don't think that she thinks she can but i do think down the road at some point joe will have her magic back Mm -hmm. or maybe it can be transferred to her and she can be the president what what do you call it the the pack leader
2: Oh, the, the president the of coven. the coven. <laughs> Can't be president. The most popular girl in the coven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, oh, leader. Yeah, the leader. The leader of the leader. coven. <laughs> the leader of the coven. She's so popular. <laughs> so that was a really, really interesting moment because it's between siblings. And I, I just really like watching their dynamic. It's awkward because I don't think Joe would ever actually kill Kai at this point because it's her brother. But Kai, we still don't know what he would do to Joe. So it is a little awkward, but I'm liking to watch them bond. And when Kai leaves, he says, yo, P.S., you preggers, girl. That's <laughs> Which- what I imagine him actually saying, like, yo, girl. How did he know? Because he's got that witchy sense. I know, and was but how did she not her. know?
2: Yeah. And
1: he and, uh, pulled he L. out L. of her, yeah. like,
2: oh, she's pregnant. Wait, yeah. Maybe yeah. he pulled <laughs> a
1: baby right into himself. Hmm. No. Probably not. No, yeah, takers.
2: that's weird. So I,
1: my favorite part, maybe, of tonight's episode, there was a lot of great moments, but what I thought was so awesome was the fact that Laura proposes, Joe's like, that's a pity proposal, and he pulls out the ring, and it's like, boom! That's oh not a pity God. proposal. I love that they didn't just have him pity propose, mm-hmm. and that he'd actually been preparing for it, because I would have been like, oh, She's pregnant, so now you gotta get married. But this was so much better, and I was really stoked. It was on supposed it. to be breakfast in bed when he was gonna do she it. She was all pukey face, and you can't propose to somebody when they're puking under any circumstances. So I teared up for this.
2: Of course, you did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I met that in a very good You're
2: way. You're one to talk to. You're one I to talk I only
1: cried when someone was dying. Um, So, are you going to be upset? I know you weren't upset about not being invited to the funeral, but not being invited to the wedding tea. That's a whole other story. Wedding,
2: because that's where the party is, and there better be an open bar, and I better be invited.
1: (laughs) So you can party with Tyler. Yeah, trip up the stairs. (laughs) trip up the stairs.
2: (laughs) But a lot of people are saying that they feel like it's too soon for Joe and Alaric to get married, and, you know, the fact that they're having a baby, it might be too soon. One person... Elijah 41 said Alar would make a horrible father. All caps horrible.
1: Alright, I'm gonna have to disagree. I feel like Elijah was fathering Jeremy and Elena for a long time. And yes, he did let Jeremy go off to hunt vampires, and yes, he did let Elena erase her memories, and no, I don't think those, those were great parent moves. But I mean, when he was with Jenna, and he was, like, actually parenting them before they were adults, you know? Yeah. I, I do think he could make a really good father. Especially so with Joe so, to balance him. I think so, too. And, I mean, I said it from the moment, because he was
2: like, you know, I want you, know, you and this baby, and I was like, or these babies, because she does come from the Gemini uh, cabin. Right so, that. odds of her having twins are
1: skyrocketed. Okay, but say she does have twins. Then what? What if it's quadruplets? Then when they're 22. Yeah, but are we going to get that many seasons of the show? <laughs> we better. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Really, the, really good answer. <laughs> but
3: the their relationship, Alaric and Joe, I don't, think it's too rushed in the sense of they're a human relationship on the show and we get to see that as well not just these supernatural beings in
1: love yeah and I feel like kind of at this point when you know you know and it hasn't been that short an amount of time it's not like a week and I do think Alaric is somebody who moves pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, and just because they get engaged doesn't mean they have to get married tomorrow I mean I'm sure because it's the show they, they probably will but doesn't mean so. Oh, and for
3: weddings and funerals, Jeremy comes back, so Jeremy might be back for their wedding. Oh, and did I read
1: about? Jer- yeah, that's exactly. And
2: I and I also think that I kind of hope that this is a longer engagement, only because we just had the wedding on the originals, and it was kind of the first wedding we've actually had in these shows. So it seems kind of like copycat if you immediately rush to a wedding here too. And we just had a funeral, so it's like, yeah, calm down. I'm with you. And we can- and another pregnant like. Person.
1: Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. You know, you say it's the first wedding you've had, and I was like, no. is it? Like I can't. Yeah. Like, on either
2: show, we haven't had any couples actually make it to the altar. I
1: guess that... I, Go, Jaylee. <laughs> I just think of Delena as a married couple at this point. Like, will that ever happen? No. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask that to you, Katie. All right, let's move on to Bayman now, because this is a huge moment, and Bayman fans must have been freaking
2: I freaked out.
1: All right. Mm -hmm. Before we can actually get to Bayman, we have to talk about Bonnie's cray-cray journey. She's, like, really losing it. Like, absolutely going mad. Taping herself everywhere she is. And I don't blame her. Taping herself, going through the forest. All of a sudden it's snowing. Then it's not. She's like, what's going on? The moon, like, dissipates on her. It was the strangest thing. She must, I know she's a witch, but she must have been like, come on. Like, what is going on? This is more than supernatural. I felt so bad for her and was thinking to myself, oh, my God, she just tried to kill herself. Like, if that didn't put her over the edge, I I mean, I was scared. What were you guys thinking during this journey? I thought the worlds were colliding,
3: these prison worlds, but I thought she was going to come back anyway. I didn't. I wasn't scared for her.
2: Well, because even when we went away, when we started reading the um, journal that she found in the house and we saw that the Aurora Borealis was repeating itself, I was like, okay, it's another event, so even if she can't get back to her time, she can still use this event to get her home.
3: Yeah. I would have rather been stuck in 1994
2: than
1: 03. You're alone, so it doesn't really matter. I know, but the snow
3: and the...
2: No electricity, no charger for that camcorder that's already outdated in our world and then yeah. she goes to nineteen oh three where a camcorder would be like oh, you're a witch, you which think, she is. But yeah, yeah, do you
1: yeah. think that would be the issue she had if she bumped into somebody that's a camcorder? In nineteen oh three, Bonnie's got bigger things to worry about.
2: But <laughs> I think that I mean I mean, because we don't know who she, at the time we didn't know who she would run into and we know that these are sort of prison worlds, but in nineteen oh three, if you went back to nineteen oh three today, dressed like that and just everything. People would be like,
1: what are you? You're she, no Bonnie is gonna have like civil rights issues at this point like, I mean like yeah there's
2: that too but if there's not like, anyone else
1: around people then, are gonna like, be like who did you steal that from and like <laughs> what, that's what's gonna happen to her like that's of- enough that they might have thought she was like a kitchen slave <laughs> or something it's okay I'm, I'm thinking that we've got really big <laughs> issues that we're not thinking about and I think she would actually not even care if anyone said something I think she would hug whoever she saw just to be happy to see anybody this girl's been alone what did she say she's been there for two 283 days or something. Yeah, that, yeah. I was thinking, and eh, she's been gone for a few weeks at this point. I forgot that we had the whole summer and everything happened. Like, this poor thing, and she's counting every single day. we got to get her back to where we are. And finally, in tonight's episode, we do. I have to say I'm a little confused on how we did it, but we did it. Somehow she fixed the Ascendant. And she, there's still a little time left on the clock, and Kai's got Joe's power, so there was a little room open, and she's back in the right year. I I don't really get what happened, but she's making
2: pancakes. Biggest question is, did Mama Salvatore piggyback a ride home with her? Alright, here's the thought.
1: Number one, most importantly, now we know that Mama Salvatore was not
2: dead I get chills thinking about this because she was like
1: a ghost in that and it freaked me out so who did the dad pretend that she had died Did I think who happened. was the one that got rid of her what happened there we got so many stories to uncover I'm number so two is she still there or did she somehow get sucked into Bon Bon's magic and come home with them and number three if she is still there we don't know much about her is she somebody that they're going to want to go save or are they somebody that they're going to want to try to keep their mo- As much as they can I think without getting
2: too far Into predictions I think that with Damon and Stefan learning that their mother is alive and thinking she's been dead, they don't know if she's good or bad, but they just see that their mom is alive mm-hmm. and they, they're they going to want to go get her.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But they had no luck getting Bonnie. How are they going to go get her? Bonnie's going to be like, I'll go get her for you, and then Bonnie's going to get stuck there again, <laughs> and the show's going to try to kill her off, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah.
2: But she made him pancakes, so that yes. was so cute when he walked in and,
1: you know, There's pancakes waiting for him, and that hug. That was another happy. That hug gave me love. Yeah, that that hug was everything, and Bayman fans all over the world's hearts melted. I get it, and I'm a huge Bayman fan. As friends, I love Bayman and their friendship, and I will leave it at that. Let's get to some predictions.
0: And now you're after Buzz TV
1: okay here's the problem the problem is we're not coming back until march 12th cw is killing me i watch every show on this network they're hiatusing left and right i'm crying myself to sleep okay but when we do come back what is going to happen we saw a lot of caroline in the previews and it seems to me as if she flipped the switch what do you guys think
2: Caroline has definitely flipped the switch, Mm -hmm. and I'm not happy about it. And that's Mm -hmm. all I'm going to say
1: about that. T's
3: pissed. Mm -hmm. I am with you on that. And I think that Stefan is going to want to help her bring her back. And I think that might make him become have more feelings for her over time because he can't have her right now. And because he's going to fight for her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Any other last-minute predictions? I have a prediction about Mama
2: Salvatore and how she ended up where she's been. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, who put her there and why she's there. But my thoughts on the situation are that her husband, who is very anti-magical yeah. stuff, we know he didn't like them being vampires, I think she was a witch. And possibly part of the Gemini coven Mm -hmm. because we know that the Gemini leader is in charge of all of the prison worlds that exist. So so she has to be part of the Gemini coven. She's a witch. He found out Faked her death, had her sent away, or and Damon something. and Stefan don't know. Damon and Stefan don't know anything about that.
1: Ooh-wee. Ooh, I like that. I like That's it. I'm production. loving it. Okay, guys, in the next month, I guess it's three weeks, so I shouldn't make it more than it is. Oh my god, in the next <laughs> three weeks, people are going to want to be talking to you guys about what's going on in the show. And Tiana, where can everybody find you? You can find me on
2: Twitter and on Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. And thank you so much, guys, for chatting with me tonight in the chat roll. I had so much fun reading all of your predictions. Sorry, I didn't get to talk more about them. Um, they were. Kind coming in so fast. I'm you guys so are amazing. I'm so jealous
1: of you and your friends.
3: Oh, my God. I have, like, a lot of friends, guys. <laughs> this is, like,
2: amazing. Katie,
3: where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Katie E.
1: Campbell, that's Katie with three E's. Campbell and Instagram at KatieCampbell13. And you guys can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at After Buzz TV Hashtag ABTVTVD. And make sure you are leaving as many comments as you can on YouTube, on iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you are on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it and anything you guys have to comment to us, we have a month to, or three weeks to read and we will write back to you because we love you guys so much. Thank you for watching. Until March 12th.
0: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.